0: Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the Small Business Surgeon Podcast. It's Friday, fire. It's Friday, June 11th, 2021. And as we say around here, TFI Friday, guys. Thank goodness uh, it's Friday. And a huge shout out today, actually, um, even though I'm recording this on a Thursday, um, when it airs, uh, it will be Friday. And a huge shout out to my uh, my kid brother, Will. He is, uh, he'll be 37. I mean, wow. When it like... When did my kid brother become 37? That's like, uh, that's old. And uh, then it reminds me I'm uh, I'm creeping up to 41 this year. So uh, anyway, uh, for those of you just finding the show, I'm Sam. I play the role of the small business surgeon here on the internet. And um, we generally have interviews on Mondays. And uh, so we've got some great guests actually coming up. I'm heading down, after I get done recording today, I'm heading down to um, Canyon Lake. Meeting up with Zach Babcock and the uh, the Podcasting Association crew, so we're going to have the uh, the weekend there with the meetup. We're going to do some uh, interview swaps. I got some really cool guests down there. So every Monday we have the interviews, and every uh, every Fridays we do Friday Fire, and that's just kind of whatever's on my mind. Um, you know, we, like I said, we normally record them on Wednesdays, um, which has been really really busy this week. Um, so like I say, if you like this, um, please leave a comment. Uh, like it, share it, uh, helps other people to find the show and uh, do me a favor. And uh, if you get any value out of the show today, please uh, please subscribe, please leave us a review. Anyway, moving on, on to the topic of today's Friday Fire, what I have learned since COVID. Um, if I'm sure all of us remember uh, last March uh, 2020 when the world kind of stopped and uh, slowed down a little bit. And wow, I mean, what a really different world it has become in just a year. Um, and I wanted to take an episode here and just kind of recap what my year had been like and the things that I've learned and some of the uh, the takeaways that maybe some of you guys um, can can use. Um, you know, what are some of the things that are different? So, for those of you watching live, uh, do me a favor, toss some things in the comment that are uh, that are different. So for me. I started really thinking about it. And the amount of business that we do online now as opposed to in person, um, that's the biggest thing that's changed uh, in my world. You know, DocuSign, uh, where we're adding e-signatures to uh, to legal documents, and um, Zoom, uh, Zoom going online and everybody getting used to uh, Zoom conversations and, and, and meetings and not actually having to uh, to meet in person. Everything um, in real estate is going uh, going swimmingly now it's all been streamlined and it it makes me uh it makes me think back to how clunky it used to be I can remember working in uh working in offices. In the uh, the early two thousands, when I was in oil and gas, and you know, everything was so clunky, it was everything in triplicate. We had to do three different printed copies of stuff. Um, everybody had to sign everything. You had to drive documents between parties, and now none of that exists. Um, and really, what accelerated that transition was was the shutdown last year, and it's it's wonderful. Um, it's been very strange to adapt to, but I love the fact that more and more and more people are getting comfortable with conducting business and signing secure documents and everything on the internet and actually in person. I think that's uh, that's great. So for me, that's probably the biggest uh, <laughs> biggest change that I've noticed in the marketplace. You know, personally. Um, I was just last March. I was coming off the back of a uh, a foray into commercial real estate. I spent all of 2019 running around um, trying to get a commercial real estate business um, off the ground, as well as keeping the Living College Station brand going. And you know, it was just too much work trying to get uh, trying to get traction. And it didn't work as I, I planned. So I spent the uh, the first few months of 2020 getting back into residential. Say, so, right, we're going to really kick on and, uh, and just focus on retail residential sales. And uh, Media Foundry was doing really well as well. That's the uh, the media company I own. We, we were just like literally the week before we'd been out to dinner to celebrate like we were in profit the bills were paid like uh, we got some big contracts coming down the line we literally just considered we made it like and just everything just dropped out overnight it was all gone um, you know I closed a couple of houses after um, after the shutdown came but uh, all the media was gone there was no uh, there was no work coming in there was none of that stuff forgive me while I turn my page can see here on my desk and you know so it was uh It was a pretty bleak March, and funnily enough, the November before, sorry, November before, I'd I'd found this podcaster, I'd been listening to a guy called Ryan Steumann, and I started listening to him more and more, and he was laying out weird hippie shit about gratitude um but at the same time in the same breath even he'd he'd yell at his audience or he'd call them out or he'd call them motherfuckers or 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 whatever and it what he did for me is it balanced both sides of his argument pretty well i'm like all right well he's a little bit hippie but he's definitely aggressive so maybe there's something uh, maybe there's something to uh to, to to look into it and after looking into it for long enough I was like you know what what I've been doing for 39 years has been okay but it's not been it's not been great I mean I had some really big wins but nothing that I've built a legacy out of nothing I can pass on to uh, to anybody or anything so I thought you know what I'm going to buy into this this uh training so I bought into this mastermind that put me around other um They put me around other entrepreneurs, other more successful entrepreneurs that were like further along than me, but were willing to help. And the big difference for me was like if you've got like official organizations um, that are, uh, are, you know, sponsored and all proper and everything else. And like the Chamber of Commerce or maybe like the uh, Bankers Association or something like that. um, You know, when you've got associations like that, it's it's very difficult to network without a feeling of uh, inferiority. Um, you know there's definitely uh, a hierarchy when you move into, into a new network and uh, these guys were nothing like that you know it was all uh, it was all very welcoming and very much a culture of hey we've been through this uh, we've suffered the same things as you have and here's how to build around it and get to the other side it was just it was a matter of getting around people that were further along than me because to be to be fair as we moved into April of 2020 I really didn't have much of a clue how I was going to pull off what we managed to pull off over the uh, over the summer and over the course of early this year. I mean, we're, we're six months into the year now. And, uh, you know, 14 months ago, I had no clue if we were going to be around uh, six months from then. So I would say that investing in coaching, investing in learning about how to run this kind of stuff has really been like one of the best parts of COVID for me because, again, I'd already been doing it that way for 39 years. It wasn't working it was working okay but it just it wasn't working great and what i learned when i joined apex was i had all the right pieces right they just were not in the right order um i had all the right ideas about how to do stuff i didn't have the structure to lay it out so my life was like way out of balance so so anyway i was i was working in real estate i was over at remax in uh, in college station and everything shut down like everything the building, the the, the lot, the clients, there. and again, you know, I had a couple of houses in escrow and we, we managed to get them closed, but there was no uh, there was no future business. There was none of that coming. So it was uh, it was real tricky. And I decided to uh, to take a look at my expenses. I mean being you know, having I think we were four I think we were four deep in employees then. So having four employees plus me and then looking down and going right, well, I need this much for payroll, and I need this much for rent, and I need this much for utilities. It started to get a little bit, um, a little bit troublesome. <laughs> you know, it was uh, it, it was a pretty, pretty tough year. And with looking at the expenses and saying right, what can we cut and what can we not? I had put so much stock into the impression of a professional real estate agent a real estate agent that wore a jacket maybe or wore a shirt or wasn't always like, you know, not like I am now. You know, I let my tattoos out. Um, I don't mind if I swear in front of people as long as it's in context, obviously, and spelled correctly if uh, if needed. But, you know, I get to be who I am. And I think the uh, the feel at Remax was a little bit too um, too too corporate for, for what I enjoy, for what I like. I don't like being... Um, responsible to anybody i like to make my own uh, make my own rules um yeah. and you know the uh, the brokerage i'm with now provided everything i do is legal and ethical they uh, they really leave me alone they're great uh so yeah i joined exp in um i don't remember may june of um 20 uh, 2020 and that what that did was it you know it forced me to examine all my expenses and we cut our expenses actually by moving offices uh, and moving the my license as well from from one broker to another, so we made a real estate move and a license change. And by doing that, I, I cut my expenses by about thirty five thousand dollars a year, which um, in in my budget is is significant. I mean, it's you know it's not all the budget, but <laughs> thirty five thousand it's uh, it's way better in my pocket than it is uh, spent on rent to a building that you know I was in a real estate building. Um, it was designed for real estate. So um, it was very well put together. So you had the agents upstairs, then you had the lender downstairs, the insurance company downstairs. Um, There was an office for a title company downstairs, and then there was a coffee shop downstairs. However, the problem being people only came in when they needed real estate-related stuff. Now I'm in downtown Bryan. People are just hanging out all the time. Um, But that's a little bit further uh, into the story. So yeah, we're just touching on what I learned this year from COVID and the uh, the positives of it. For those of you just uh, tuning in and joining the live stream, this is the uh, the recording of tomorrow's Friday Fire episode. Uh, you can check it out on iTunes or over on Spotify. Just check out the Small Business Surgeon podcast. So uh, what I learned in COVID, I learned to co- uh, control my expenses like really, you know, we went in because we've cash flow going to zero, right? You've got to just reassess literally every cost that you've gotten a big mistake I made actually. And it's such a tough, it's such a tough fucking decision, right? Because you've got guys sitting doing nothing, looking at you going, oh, shit, we need to eat what's going on. Great leader. You better fucking lead us. Right. And you're sitting there going, well, fuck, um, where's the work? And the mistake I made, um, was taking work that we weren't necessarily going to make profit on. And Um, it, feel, it felt like a mistake at the time. It might not have been a mistake, actually, because we did buy a lot of goodwill in the community, and it bought us validation material, and it, it boosted our portfolio immensely. So I can show work that we did last year. But for as far as money, um, no, we didn't make any money at all last year. Media Foundry only survived because I took money that we were making in real estate, and um, I, I scooted it over. And um, you know, I made, I took advantage of a couple of loans. I mean, that's the only way Media Foundry, uh, Media Foundry made it. And I'm pleased to say those loans are almost, uh, almost completely paid back. Within the next few weeks, they'll be, uh, they'll be knocked out. So, um, yeah, I feel like we've made it well on, well onto the other side of COVID um, right now. But you know, what I did was in, in COVID. I just, I went to work. Um, you know, but I made the mistake of cutting my prices to win the work. And I think that one might have had uh, a little bit of a a detrimental effect on us. But like I said, we've come through it. Um, You know, I I learned that you have to build a social presence. You have to build a um, person on social media that people can relate to and people can interact with. Um, You know, I'm me, but you wouldn't know me if I wasn't sitting in front of this camera talking at you and, you know, talking on my microphone and recording it and putting out on the uh, on the internet you know you've got to uh, you've got to be a uh, a person that gets out on the internet as a character and um i mean it's not a fake character you can't fake this <laughs> you know you've got to uh you've got to really lean into it but it's uh, you i i decided to play a a podcast host you know that's that's the character and and here i am making podcasts it's, it's that easy but i learned to work on building that social presence uh, because more and more people were interacting first on cell phones uh, than they ever were in person, especially without the, uh, the the pubs open and everything else, everybody's social interaction went online. So I just poured into learning how to create a dominant social presence and how to uh, how to build out social media accounts and how to uh, how to you know gain every little bit of organic traffic that you could without having to pay for it. Um, because that really, really sets a business apart when they're getting eyeballs on them for the cost of marketing and not for the cost of advertising. Because, you know, your marketing is your your culture. It stays around. Uh, It's the message you put out over and over and over. It stays around with you. Um, Any kind of advertising you pay for is up and it's gone. So we really focused on the organic stuff. Uh, You know, I, I, I learned how to build a guy that people know and they like and they trust and they refer business to. And, you know, I learned how to define my ideal client. That was something I never even thought about. You know, most business owners, like me as a real estate agent, like, who do you want to sell a house to? Well, anybody. Fuck. Just let me sell a house. I, I need to make money. I'll sell a house to anyone. And that is, like, just about the worst way you can do it. But it's what you're conditioned to think. It's what you are taught when you go into real estate school. Right, call everybody you know. And you end up with a list of like 600 people and like the, the assistant that was at the vet three times ago when you dropped your cat off. And you're just like, fuck, do I really have to call this girl and be like, hey, do you know anyone who wants to buy or sell a house? And there's no better way to do it. <laughs> and, you know, um, so by learning to define my ideal client, I don't have to do that. Um, I've learned over the course of the last year, year and a half to to attract clients. And I, I target them deliberately and we go after them. And if you are working with me, I guarantee it is because I figured out who I wanted to work with and you have been, you know, targeted as a client, um, you know, by me interacting with you on Facebook. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a wonderful way uh, that this stuff works. We can literally choose who's in our group. Um, if you want to hang out with five successful podcasters, go find five successful podcasters online and, and hit them up and join a mastermind group with them. It's, it's, It's insane. What I've learned in the last year by just digging for it and just surrounding myself with better people, Um, you know, it's, it's just like, I would not have found this without COVID. So when you come in and you look on the face value of COVID and you're just like, oh, fuck, it took all of our business. Like first week of April, we were like, well, what do we do? You know, we're going on lockdown for two weeks and it's already been two weeks. Now we're like, well, shit, what do we do? And to go from that through the learning process, you know, I I just want to teach the lesson of how we can all look at what happened during COVID. I see Ben on here. Um, Ben quit a long, long, long long-term job and took a leap of faith on himself in a sales position. You know, maybe that was because of COVID and how stuff was slowing down. But so many people, I believe that the reason that restaurants are struggling to find staff is that so many people figured out during COVID that with an internet connection and a little fucking tenacity, you can make a really decent living using the internet. And it's way more than two twenty-five an hour or whatever they pay these poor kids. And um, I think the, uh, the cost of acquiring new skills has seriously uh, driven down, sorry, has been driven down by the internet so for for a fraction of what it used to cost you can learn just about anything you can go on youtube pick up all these new skills and sell them and that's what kids are doing and they're bright and they don't want to work in restaurants for two dollars an hour and shame on you for paying them that that's not enough anyway <laughs> so covid um it helped me learn how to define my ideal client it helped me learn how to be grateful um that's something that was part of the hippie bullshit that i didn't really buy into and um it's really actually been life-changing and i can recommend wholeheartedly that you buy into it by focusing on things that you're grateful for and focusing on the things that you won that day your entire attitude to everything around you changes um you know i'm grateful for my boys i'm grateful for coffee outside i'm grateful for my office downtown i'm grateful for my companies i'm grateful for the new clients that we boarded this week it goes on and on and on because that's all good stuff yeah i've had headaches this week I've had bills this week. We got a debit card compromise this week. I mean, you know, stuff happens. But by focusing on all the wins, that's what, you know, COVID taught me to be grateful. It taught me to be thankful for the things I have. It taught me and it, it, it helped me to keep myself accountable. Um, accountable to fitness. and um, Accountable to, to to leading. If you want to be a leader, um, you've got to start by leading. You can't just... just Hope and and become a leader. You've got to set an example. And you've got to do things that people will uh, hopefully hopefully follow and look up to, and that stuff will resonate with them. So I learned how to stay accountable because of that. Um, I learned how to podcast. Um, you know, I took a leap of faith back in uh, December and joined Zach Babcock's group, um, the the mastermind group for podcasting, and I just jumped off into it. I so said, if I'm going to spend this much money, we're going to make it work. And uh, actually, as soon as I leave here, um, I'm driving down to uh, to their second uh, second meetup this year. So I'm really looking forward to that. But by joining the podcast group, I was able to take live at the lounge and the, the skill sets we'd learned doing that for the last three years and then really think about the audience I wanted to hit. And we went to the, uh, the small business surgeon brand at the end of January, and it's grown now into the multiple thousands of downloads, and I'm really, really proud of it. Um, so... I would not have even started a serious uh, interview-style podcast were it not for COVID. Um, I wanted to find a better way to get in front of an audience and teach the lessons I've learned and tell stories and learn uh, about sales and bring in business to my companies. And so that's why I started it. And it's turned into this thing where I just get to help loads of people and I've got this fucking networking group. Who would have thought I'd have had a group with 900 other business owners in? I set that up because of COVID, because everybody was struggling. I'm like, fuck it. You know, Everybody struggled this year. Every small business owner has. I'm, I'm gonna make a group and I'm gonna put them right there. And it's just been, it's been incredible. I've learned to run events. Like we bring in speakers and speak to this group. All this because of COVID. I would never have discovered this. COVID led me to Apex. Uh, it led me to being broke. It, it, I mean, it literally, you know, all I do now is, I get to help people make sense of their marketing their business their real estate deals. I I get to teach people um, how to how to make shit profitable. COVID taught me how to fight it caught it taught me like how to how to stack the deck in my favor and and it really taught me to survive uh, as an adult. Um, you know with the way that we do marketing now and the way that the internet works and the way that humans interact with each other now that would never have come about if it wasn't for COVID. And it is the strangest thing in the world. I just feel like I've got the experience. It, that was like, you know, I've never had to navigate anything like that before. None of us have. Who had to navigate, like, the entire fucking economy shutting down and be like, nah, I'm out. And then, you know, we're seeing videos of, of of chinese people dropping dead in the streets and and we're all starting to worry about it and then right in the middle of it they fucking steal a general election um yeah i said i'm already on the list that just bumps me a little bit higher up the list but everybody knows that um you know 80 million votes and the most popular president in uh, in history don't get tens of thousands of down votes on youtube they don't get Oh man, <laughs> we better leave that alone. But uh, yeah, COVID taught me that you can uh, that you can rig an election. But it also, I think what COVID was, it was the storm that I needed to weather um, to get to the level of skilled sailor. It was the fire that I needed to go through to help the anvil so I could shape shit on that anvil and become hard because it's just been such a blessing um now that we're through the other side of it and the amount of work we did and all of that has started to pay off and you know i'm not going to list my wins on the uh, on the podcast i'm going to let you see them uh, over time um i'm not going to stand out there and trumpet about the the new clients we've brought on about the amount of travel the guys are doing about the amount of money they're making now um we're not there yet not at all, but I want you to see it. I want you to watch it live on Facebook. Uh, I when you to watch it live on Instagram. I want you to watch the change uh, that's coming up because COVID, um, honestly, COVID leading me to Apex was uh, absolutely the best thing that's ever happened to my businesses. So anyway, that's it from me for today. That's Friday Fire, guys. I just wanted to share what I'd learned and um, let you all know that there's uh, there's definitely, definitely a way to... Uh, navigate all this shit that we're looking at and uh, make a living and make a really good life doing what we love to do so uh, again that's it from me guys if you've enjoyed the podcast do me a favor subscribe uh, share it leave me a review let me uh, get the word out to a few more people and uh, now I'm going to go and run and join Zach Babcock and the guys down in uh, in Canyon Lake so uh, you'll be good and uh, I will see you guys Monday with uh, Monday's guest and the next interview on a small business surgeon you'll have a great weekend this has been the Small Business Surgeon Podcast. If you made it this far, you clearly liked it. So go on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. This helps people find the show and spread the good word. Share it with friends and follow us at Small Business Surgeon on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you for your follow-up next week. The Small Business Surgeon was recorded at Texas Media Foundry in downtown Bryan, Texas. Check them out at txfoundry.com. Oh, Yeah.